live from Cape Town. This is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Madrasa on A. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to your program Madrasa on E with myself Yasmina Peterson as well as Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams in studio. This is Monday. I hope that you have had a great day so far and also you are spending some time with the family. It's now time for you to gather around the radio, grab your pens and paper for another edition of Madrasa on E. Like I said, we are still in our first segment being Knowing My Lord and that is where Sheikh is going to be doing a recap. We are still in our sub the topic being Nabi Musa alayhi salam to know that you can send through your questions to 072-238-0712 alternatively send through an SMS to 47913 now going to be heading over to Sheikh to continue inshallah Sheikh assalamu alaikum wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Sheikh how are you this afternoon fine alhamdulillah we are fine alhamdulillah thank Allah ta'ala and how's yourself and Yasmina I'm alhamdulillah Sheikh alhamdulillah Sheikh I give you the platform to Start the class, inshallah. Shukran jazakallah khairti yasmina. Al-Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi wahda wa salatu wa salamu ala man la nabiyya ba'd. Rabbi sharah li sadri wa yasir li amri wa hlul uqtatam min lisani yafqahu kawli. Allahumma allimna bima yamfa'una wa unfa'ana bima allamtana wa rizukna ilman yadhal jalali wal ikram. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah. Um, all thanks and praises due to Allah and the Nabi Salaamu our beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the last and final messenger. May Allah grant us to be worthy of following his path, be worthy of this Ummah, and being granted the opportunity to be able to get Shafa'ah from the great Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Yawm Al-Qiyamah, we sent that people will be granted to be able to enter Jannah without having to enter the fire of Jahannam. May Allah make us part of that. Allahumma Ameen. Ameen Ya Rabbil Alameen. Um, before we actually get into the, the, the segment, allow us to make the dua collectively. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Adameen. Walaqibatu lil muttaqin. Waljannatu lil muwahideen. Walaudwana illa ala al-zalimeen. Wassalatu wassalamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen. Sayyidina wa maulana muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا فإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا زدنا علما ورزقنا فهما اللهم اجعلنا من الذين يستمعون القول فيتبعون أحسن اللهم أرنا الحق حقا ورزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا ورزقنا اجتنابه ولا تجعله ملتبسا علينا فنضل يا رب العالمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أذب النار وادخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا أزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم in um, in this segment of knowing my Lord we last week we were busy with the قصة of Nabi Musa and his people and we've gone to the extent of having to the the relationship that Musa had with Fir'aun and we took you certain certain ayat and then we went to the moment where we said how Allah brought Fir'aun to an end by having to to allow him to die now what happened in in this the, the, the last few minutes that Nabi Musa was on 
on, in, in Egypt, um, the, uh, he took his people away, and as he took his people away, the Allah allowed them to see Fir'aun behind them, coming from a distance on his horses, and they started complaining to Nabi Musa. And in front of Nabi Musa was the sea. And Nabi Musa is somebody as a Nabi would not act unless Allah would command. But he also had his trust, his Lord would not leave him, his Lord is he's following his Lord, so his Lord is going to guide him, but the appropriate moment has not come. And his people is complaining and screaming and performing, and they make an issue about the fact that um, uh, 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 this is not the first time we're in problems and troubles and you just took us from, 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 from some problems we had to other problems when now we have more problems this is the way they, they, they were very people with no appreciation for what all this has been given them absolutely no appreciation they've, they've been sent a Nabi who takes them out of their slavery out of them they, 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 all the difficulties and comforts yet they don't even know how to say thank you or to appreciate it. They still find the reason but and 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 yes and, and but and yes but this and yes but that. Now the Billah. Now you and I need to understand Allah wants us to, to realize the reason why Allah tells us all these details as asking you and me, are you as a Muslim Ummah, the Ummah of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa the same in character? Do you have the same qualities? Allah is not telling us this for, for storytelling. He wants us to realize, are we the same as them or are we better? So the only way that you know that you'll be better is when you look at the positivities and identify what it is and live by it and identify the negativities and the wrong that other, pe other people have lived by. Identify that and don't try to live with that. Try to get it out of our lives. Say to ourselves, that is a quality that is not recommended and that is not good. So we should not be a people like the people of Fir'aun who was in an apartheid process and now you come out of the apartheid and you've been granted this good gift to come out of the apartheid and all you can do is still just complain and complain and complain. Yes? We shouldn't remain silent on wrongs and errors and faults. Uh, but we need to be able to know where is the extent of saying appreciation or showing appreciation or being thankful or expressing the fact that we were in darkness and we today in light. In the light that's somewhat better. And I've been using this probably the example of the apartheid because that is where we came from. That is what the darkness was of yesteryear. Something similar happened to the people of, uh, of the Banu Israel when they were a people who were abused by Pharaoh, totally abused. And all harm and sin and wrong and negativity that probably can happen to people happened to them there. And the person or people that actually used that was Pharaoh and his people who actually abused the Israelites, Banu Israel. And unfortunately, Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Nabi Musa takes him away, and at that moment, they see Fir'aun coming, and they see the sea in front of them, and then they don't know, they don't try to be able to think of the fact that they've been granted this great gift to be able to leave and get away, but they still find reason to complain at that moment. 
And Allah Ta'ala said to and, 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 and Nabi Musa said to them, I'm waiting for my Lord until Allah Ta'ala gives him the right. In that moment that Allah gives him the right, Allah Ta'ala allows him to be able to strike his uh, staff onto the sea. And when he struck it on the sea, the sea opens up and Allah grants him a way with his people to move. And they move through it. And Fir'aun sees as he comes along and he comes on, he sees him goes through that pathway made for them in the sea and he then follows into that pathway hoping that he can also get to the other side and he was gonna he hoped to have actually stopped them to not get over the sea to the other side but it was Allah's decree that the sea would open up open up and create a pathway for them to move in and to get to the other side and when they get on the other side Allah will then close the sea and that moment when the sea was closed and they were on the other side they unfortunately Fir'aun was in the middle with his with his uh, bodyguards and people that was with his and the horsemen and all of them, and they all drowned. Allah, they, they were all drowned because the sea was from both sides came like two mountains had hit him from both sides. And they, they, at that moment, we said Fir'aun called out to Allah Taala, and Allah Taala sent Jibril to him to be able to stop him from now calling, while well, he's been given so many reminders. By Allah and and Musa, and they've reminded him over and over. And Allah Taala then said, Allah was going to keep his body. my point is what I want to show us in that verses, in the last two verses, if you don't mind, that we see in, in that Allah Taala shows us uh, um, in Surah number seven. If you don't mind. The Surah Al-A'raf in verses 128-29, something there. How Allah Ta'ala tells us what happens to Nabi to Fir'aun. And how Allah Ta'ala... Allah Ta'ala says to us what Musa said to his people. And how he actually told his people... وَقَالَ مُوسَى لِقَوْمِهِ اسْتَعِينُوا بِاللَّهِ وَاصْبِرُوا إِنَّ الْأَرْضَ لِلَّهِ يُورِثُهَا مَنْ يَشَاءُ مِنْ إِبَادِهِ وَالْعَاقِبَةُ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ Now I think here we need to be able to pay attention to what Allah allows to happen to Nabi Musa so that you and I can understand the message here. Allah says, Musa said, Musa said to his people, seek help in Allah and be patient. Verily, the earth is Allah's gift, is Allah's. He gives it as an heritage to whom He wills of His slaves, and the blessed end, the the, the blessed end is for the mutakhun. The, the the people that will benefit out of it all will, the, will be the righteous people, those people who submitted to the message of the Prophet. That Allah send them to That was what Nabi Musa said to his people But listen to to how they came And, and, and they said to Nabi Musa Ya Allah Ta'ala tells us in the verses 
was a load to the seeds. When, when they said to Musa, you came to us and since you have come to us, um, when you came to us, we were in problems and in trouble and in difficulty. And when you came and you then actually added more of those things. He said, Nabi Musa said to them, it may be that your Lord will destroy your enemy and make your successor on the earth so that he may see how you react or how you act and how you live your life. But this is exactly what Allah is trying to say to us in the process. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. So that brought us to the end of how Allah Ta'ala took the, the Israelites away from, Nabi, from, from, from from Egypt and brought them over the sea and took them side to the other side of the land and Allah to set Nabi Musa and his people free from Fir'aun and Allah allowed to kill Fir'aun at that moment. Shukran so much for that Sheikh. Russell by our first segment being Knowing My Lord and Sheikh is going to be doing a recap if you have just tuned in Sheikh Tafatul. Shukran Jazakallah khair and Yasmina. I think when it comes to the recap, we managed to have completed the process of when Nabi Musa gets onto the other side of the land and uh, um, he's set free and Allah closes the sea and, uh, and it comes about the end of Fir'aun in the process and what happens with him and how we see that process happens. And Allah then allows us to understand the, the process of what happens further with the with the people of Nab- now it's Nabi Musa and his people and he must be able to take these people from a circumstances that they were in to greater levels right and then Allah tells us and, and must probably be here I would want to invite the uh, uh, people participating with us in this uh, segment to go to surah number 2 surah Baqarah verse 47 from there onwards as we go along I will tell you 47 48 49 and so forth right we're going to do for verse 47 where Allah speaks to the, the the first address of Allah in this in the Quran in from the beginning how Allah mentions this first message about what will happen to Allah to the people of Banu Israel and Allah says Ya Bani Israel uzkuru ni'matayya allati an'amtu alaykum wa inni faddaltukum ala al-'alamin In this verse Allah says O Bani Israel remember my favor upon you when I selected you, and what, when I gave those favors upon you, and I selected you, and I preferred you above all other creation, the, the, with a reference to the, to the uh, uh, um, what we see, Banu Israel, how Allah wanted to be able to give them the opportunity that Allah has given them favors, and Allah wants to remind them of that favors so that they can actually think, and then immediately in the next verse. In verse number 48, Allah says, Remember that day, remember a day or be aware of that day. No person will be able to benefit another. Neither would anybody be able to seek pardon on somebody, the help of somebody else. وَلَا يُؤْخَذُ مِنْهَا عَدْلٍ 
وَلَهُمْ يُنْصَرُونَ You will not be able to be of benefit in any way to anybody. Subhanak la hawla illa billah. Not your mom, not your dad, not your brothers, not your sisters, not your children, not your family. You will not be able to benefit them in any way. This verse Allah is putting amongst the verses of Banu Israel to tell them as a reminder what Allah has given them. And Allah then reminds them what's going to happen to them that day. But Allah doesn't mention it for them that day so that you can I and I keep it against them. No. So that Allah can keep it against you and me. For what Allah has given them, Allah has also given you and me. You and I was also giving many favors. Many, many, many favors. If Banu Israel was given favors and they were given many favors, we will see to look at those favors that very much touches us. Then yes, you and I have enjoyed or have been given greater favors in Banu Israel. So if Allah tells us, وَاتَّقُوا يَوْمًا Be aware of the day. لَا تَجِزِي نَفْسٌ أَنْ نَفْسٍ Nobody would be able to be of benefit to anybody else. And nobody will be able to, be, to seek a pardon or forgiveness on behalf of somebody. And there will be nothing will be considered as a means that you can benefit others with in any sense. This verse has a reference not to Banu Israel only, but it's a reference to all of us, to the whole human race. Ever since the time of Nabi Adam, Allah mentioned it here for what happens to Banu Israel. But Allah wants us, the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, must be proud for who we are, that we would want not to be able to be like Banu Israel, and we want to consider that verse to be able to face you and me first. And you and me ask ourselves, how far are we prepared to love Islam, to love our Nabi, to claim our love for this deen, to claim our obedience and submission in the advice of Allah and His Messenger. How much are we prepared to do that? And that is what Allah has tried to say as here, to us here. In the next verse, verse number 49, Allah describes to, to them what happened with the Yahud. Allah says, In this verse, Allah says to the Banu Israel, Allah says to them, what has actually happened to, to, to uh, Fir'aun? When, and we, we, we helped you, says Allah, uh, from the, 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 the control of Fir'aun over you. And he is actually done did all the harms again, against you. They killed your, your sons. And they prefer to leave your woman alone or put them aside where they can abuse him. In that Allah says these severe and comfortable bala challenges upon you from your great Lord. So Allah tells us, tells them about the challenges Allah put onto them. But Allah wants them to understand that that was the challenges then. And Allah knew about the challenges 
And then Allah Ta'ala says to them, and then we gave you the freedom. وَإِذْ فَرَقَنَا بِكُمُ الْبَحْرَ فَأَنْجَيْنَاكُمْ وَأَغْرَقَنَا آلَ فِرْعَوْنَ وَأَنْتُمْ تَنْدُرُونَ And remember, at, we opened the sea for the benefit of you people. فَأَنْجَيْنَاكُمْ And we gave the, you freedom and we allowed the sea to be the means of freedom for you. وَأَغْرَقَنَا آلَ فِرْعَوْنَ And we re, uh, re, allowed that very sea to be the reason to be able to destroy your leader. The, the, the person who wanted to be in charge of you, who had the controls over you, he, we, uh, we allowed that to happen, that the sea opened up for your benefit. But with the opening with the sea, you were taken through the sea. And then that, that freedom took you to the other side where you can be free people. And then on, at the same time, Allah says, we allowed that sea to open up. And Fir'aun also went through it. With the same intention as you went to be able to get to the other side, but Allah Ta'ala says, but we've made it a means to be able to destroy him. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. So you and I need to understand. When Allah Ta'ala says this is this to Fir'aun, to the people of Fir'aun, as to what was their reaction, Allah reminds us many a times, I allow things to happen. That thing which happens is something that you can see a favor for you, but at the same time a negativity for somebody else. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. So we need to become appreciative because Allah didn't just want to destroy Fir'aun. Fir'aun was the major enemy of Banu Israel. So if Allah is telling this to Banu Israel by telling them, remember this favor that I have upon you. And remember that I favored you. Remember that I actually gave you this freedom. Remember when I opened up the sea is not to be able to tell them the story. Allah know that they know the story. But are they appreciative? Can they appreciate the favor of Allah? Can they show appreciation to Allah for the fact that Allah has granted them this great gift? And this is what Allah wants to say to you and me also when things of a similar nature happens to us. And then Allah says in the next verse, وَإِذْ وَاعَدْنَا مُوسَىٰ أَرْبَعِينَ لَيْلَةً ثُمَّ اتَّخَذْتُمُ الْعَيْجَلَ مِنْ بَعْدِ ذَلِكِ مِنْ بَعْدِ Allah says, and then we made a, a promise with Musa to be able to keep him for 40 days, for 40 nights. And at that period, when we took Musa away and we took him to the mountain to be able to fill him with the understanding of the guidance that we want to give to you as a people, we want to elevate you, we want to take you out of your darkness, out of your ignorance, out of your, your slum that you were living in, and brought you to this greatness of, 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 of to taking you to a new land, and we're going to develop you. And we took Musa away from there for 40 nights onto the mountain to be able to interact and deal with us. At that moment, you preferred to be able to show your arrogance and adamance against Allah. And you then used everything against Nabi Harun, whom Musa has put in charge. And then you actually violated all the laws. And you decided you're going to build, you the Jewish people, Banu Israel, you're going to build a, a calf made out of gold. And you collected all the gold that you were not supposed to carry from Egypt. You were not supposed to carry anything. And, but you had a leader that was in charge of doing an injustice and wrong. And he then gave you instructions. Um, Nabi 
Harun was there. Nabi Harun was trying to tell you, listen to the message of Musa. Musa only went to his Lord. Nabi Musa is going to be away for a few days, but don't violate now. And they saw it. No, it's a violation. It's not right for Musa to have gone away. If he's our prophet and he was sent to be able to be there, he's supposed to be here with us. He shouldn't go to the mountain. Wow. Wow. Is this the extent of how people show appreciation? Do you think you also have the right to say your say? Yeah, ma. I want to say, say. I want to say. This is exactly who we find ourselves in today. Now the beloved. Let us, be, let us become Muslim. Allah wants us to expose, get us exposure of the Jewish nation so that we don't pinpoint our finger to them, but we pinpoint the finger to ourselves and looks. Are we doing exactly the same as they? Are we living in the same way? Are we and our people doing exactly as they are doing? As a people? Yes, Mr. Rabbi, I and you try our very, very best. We try whatever we can. But as a people, as a community, as a Muslim Ummah, as an Ummah, as a unit Ummah. Is it amongst us those people who have the arrogance, the adamance to also have still said, yes, but, and yes, and. So yes, but, but what about this and what about that? And unfortunately, may Allah pardon all of us. May Allah grant us insight. May Allah open our, in, our, our, in, our, our mindsets and grant us a realization. Allah has given us Islam to what Allah has given to us, to people prior to us. And Allah wants to show us how they reacted and what was the results of the action. And so similarly, if there is amongst you, the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, people with the same qualities amongst you, you might even create the same processes to yourselves. Na'udhu billah. May Allah protect. May Allah grant us insight. May Allah broaden our vision. May Allah grant broaden our horizons of understanding this deen. Getting to realize the reason why Allah gives us exposure. To give us the expo- exposure so that we can realize we can choose to want to be Muslim on the manner given to us by Allah Ta'ala and His Rasul and the life of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. Or by living the life of that which Allah mentions to us, the people of before, the other umam, as how they reacted and what they did. And here in this portion of Nabi Musa and the people of Nabi Musa, Allah goes through the details of showing how people react to things, how they do things. And you and I need to reflect not on them. Not say the Jews as to put it, as to put our finger back into the self. And do introspection and ask ourselves the question, am I there? Am I there? Am I part of that? And forgive me for this moment if I am doing this and I, I, I don't wish to be able to make people feel ill or bad. But I want us to realize that Allah wants to take you and me only to the highest level. Forgive all our sins, pardon and for when we can admit our faults and the errors and when we can seek for forgiveness and pardon. And Allah wants to grant us only to enter Jannah. And doesn't want us to be able to need to do anything, to get anything about the fire of Jahannam. And not to be arrogant or adamant and want our way and say, it's okay, it's okay, I, I can, no, 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 no. A Muslim is somebody who always strives for humility, gentleness, kindness, strive to realize that he's always in need and he does everything to show submissiveness to a, lead, a Lord who gives command and is prepared to follow that command and follow 
that command via the guidance that was given to him via that Lord to the Prophet of his people of that time Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam may Allah grant us to be true followers may Allah grant us the people who live to that ability who realize we must probably not there all the time but realize that we need to be able to seek pardon and forgiveness on behalf of our weaknesses and we strive to our very best that we try to live to what we can in submissiveness to Allah and His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam So when Allah says to us in, 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 in the verse and Allah says وَإِذْ وَعَدْنَا مُوسَىٰ أَرْبَعِينَ لَيْلَةً And when we made a promise to Musa, we made an agreement with Musa for 40 nights you people took to the to the idol, idol to a, creating a, a, a golden cow from behind him وَأَنْتُمْ ظَالِمُونَ and you did all injustice and wrong ثُمَّ عَفَوْنَا عَنْكُمْ after that when Musa came back and he spoke to us, we will be prepared to pardon you. Because you've just did every wrong. You did all the wrongs at that time. You wanted to even kill Nabi, uh, Nabi, Nabi Harun. And you made big issues when we tried to guide you along. We then pardoned you after that. Because Nabi Musa cried to us for, for pardon to you people and we pardoned you. So, after that. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ With a hope and intention, you become people of appreciation. You become thankful. You become, you reflect in all the favors that we've given to you. But Allah doesn't mention this for Banu Israel. Allah tells us about Banu Israel. That is really what happened to them. But the only reason why Allah is telling us about what is happening to them or what has happened to them is for us to reflect in ourselves. And I said earlier, I ask you forgiveness if this is going to offend you, but I'm not here to offend us. Right at the beginning of Surah Al-Fatiha, not at the, in Surah Al-Fatiha, in that first Surah, Allah tells us, where Allah tells us, اِهْدِنَا السِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ Guide us on the straight path. سِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ Then Allah gives a complete description of who are the people that's going to be on the straight path. الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ Those people whom we've given extensive favors, excessive favors. But Allah mentions that about the Banu Israel also. We've given them extensive favors, excessive favors. أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ But then Allah makes it clear, gives clarity in the next verse. It says, غَيْرِ الْمَغْضُوبَ عَلَيْهِمْ don't grant us to be those people whom you've given them excessive favors of Allah. And when they have the favors, unfortunately, what they do, they become arrogant and adamant and they think they are better. They know better. May Allah protect us that we're not of those. Let us be of those people who can submit and show appreciation and recognition of the great favors of our Lord. Amen. And that then brings us to the end of our first segment being Knowing My Lord. In your program, Madrasa, on, we are now starting our second part of the program. And that is definitely I am a Muslim. What is expected of me? Do know that you can send through your questions through WhatsApp on 072 2380712 alternatively 47913 a question that is pertaining to what she is being mentioned that is what we will be looking at however other questions other than the segment and the program will be carried on to on further programming inshallah Sheikh Tawadu Shukran Fadatun Yasmina Alhamdulillah in this segment I am a Muslim and what is expected of me in the 
last week we dealt with a portion of the Salah and we call this part of the prerequisites for Salah and we were busy dealing with the impurities that there is and how do I cleanse those impurities so that I can actually get into the Salah in a pure state right? and allow me to share with you last week we dealt with uh, um, purifying the animal skin purifying the bowl in which the dog is licked purifying the garment which has been has menstrual blood on it purifying the bottom of a woman's dress if it's lengthy and then the purifying of a garment upon which a nursing baby boy has urinated and then we went into the madhi the purifying of the madhi, madhi on the garment and then purifying the bottom of sandals or shoes is where we actually stopped and allow me to be able to share with us a hadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Abu Sa'id narrated that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said when one of you comes to the mosque he should turn his sandals over and look at them if he finds any filth on them he should wipe them on the ground and then pray in them which means you could be making salah in your sandals or your shoes or your boots or your uh, hoof but you must look at the bottom side for the the the, the wudu for does does not touch the bottom side but you the bottom you can actually scrape on the ground if you scrape it on the ground normal ground it becomes a cleansing process whether it is sandy ground uh, rocky stony ground or whether it is uh, um, grass ground they all do a cleansing of it so you cleanse it with just um, wiping it on the ground and then you may pray in it says the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. so it's quite a permissible act to make salah in these things but you need to check whether it is dirty if it's out otherwise we normally take it off right and, and, and cleanse it and then the, 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 the earth itself the purification of the earth and the ground. In a hadith, Abu Huraira narrated that a Bedouin started to urinate in, in, in the masjid. And the people tried to get at him, while the Prophet wasallam said to them, Leave him and pour over his urine a large bowl or container of water. Certainly, you have been sent to make things easy and you have not been sent to make things difficult in the hadith mentioned to us subhanak the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam ordered that to be done immediately in order to purify the ground which means the water had to be thrown a container of water had to be thrown over the ground where the, the dirt was in so we see the ground itself how does it cleanse itself or what happens with the cleansing of it the fact that water been thrown over it right if he had left it until it became dry and its remains disappeared, the place would be considered pure. This is some of the scholars said to us, if the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had left the, 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 the ground where the person urinated, it would have become dry and it had become dry it would, and the remains disappeared, the place would be considered pure. This conclusion is based on the hadith of Ibn Umar who said dogs used to urinate and pass through the mosque during the lifetime of the Prophet and they would not pour water over it. Allow me again to say 
Ibn Umar, or Umar, who said, Ibn Umar, the, uh, Abdullah Ibn Umar, he said to us, dogs used to urinate and pass through the mosque during the lifetime of the Prophet, and they would not pour water over it. So showing to us, if the land, if the, 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 the urinate or they, they, they leave their dirt in, the, in a place on the normal ground, then it becomes naturally clean, the ground becomes naturally clean. Some scholars say to us, the wind plays a role in cleaning the ground. And the sun plays a role in cleaning the ground. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. And Allah has created all these things to be able to create a cleansing processes of where there is dirt on the ground. As long as the dirt, dirt is around and has a bad smell and gives off uh, uh, um, and it's, it's still uh, wet, so to say, then of, obviously it is dirty then and it needs to be cleansed. We are in our second part of the program being I am a Muslim, what is expected of me? And you can send through your questions through to our WhatsApp number as well as our SMS number. Sheikh, I'm going to be handing you the platform to continue, inshallah. Shukran jazakallah khair. Um, I think for what we've shared with you is to how far we've gone with the issues of impurities, we now come to a new, the final process of what we're dealing with here, and, and having to look at what we call, last part of, uh, 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 it's called fitra. Now fitra is normal things, natural practices, natural things, right? Or fitra is also known to be a term used on people who believed in the natural process of belief. They believe that there is a in ilah Allah. Like what happened, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa indicated to us that his forefathers were on the fitra. They were following the fitra which they carry on. And then there's certain ahadith in the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa mentions us to us the term, Kullu mawludin yuladu ala al-fitra. Every child is born on the fitra on a natural disposition that they believe that there is something like a God and law, Lord. That that's a natural, but it is their parents who misguides him or uh, guides him to the processes, whatever they they then follow the later later on. May Allah grant us to be true Muslimin that's been guided in its true sense, inshallah. So there is this thing called fitra, which is called natural practices and normal practices. And that's common, it's a very natural like nature is, that man lives by. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa tells us in two ahadith, known ahadith to us, where it is said to us that the ahadith are sahih, and, and the one is the hadith of Abu Hurairah, where he says that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says that there are the five things from the natural practices. And then he mentions those five things, and he says circumcision, Shaving the pubic hairs, pluck, plucking the armpit hairs, clipping the nails, and trimming the mustache. That 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 that, that shows in the one hadith, right? So, um, I I I also want to ex- allow us to understand here with no disrespect that you one may get more than one hadith, right? Yeah, especially we have a topic here. Where the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam discussed this matter for us by saying to these things. And we see that these things that we're living by is according to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, absolutely natural practices. Meaning every human being in its nature would do this. This is not because of belief. This is just because it's a natural thing that all human beings does this because it's part of their nature to cleanse and to keep them 
in, in a certain way. And we hope to be able to go into these things and to, to, to discuss us how the Nabi Sallallahu indicated to us what must be done on each and every one of them. But these are things that we need to see becomes alive back to our communities. And people live by these standards. Um, yes, we, we lived by these standards in yesteryear. Unfortunately, the life that we're living in today, and we do not know exactly the same. Na'udhu Billah. Let's listen to the hadith again of Abu Hurairah. He mentions that there are, our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that there are five things that are of the natural practices. The first one is circumcision, and then shaving the pubic hairs, then plucking the armpit hairs, then clipping the nails, and trimming the mustache. Those are the five things mentioned by Abu Hurairah in that, that hadith. Right? And, but there's another hadith. A hadith mentioned to us by Aisha radiallahu anha, she says, our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that there are ten things from the natural practices. Now, if you listen to hers, you'd find it is not much different, but that which Abu Hurairah didn't mention in these ones, uh, almost the extension or the clarity of that. Allow me to listen to the ten, and the Nabi says, trimming the mustache. And leaving the beard to grow. Nabi Mus, uh, uh, in the one of Abu Hurairah, he mentioned to us just the trimming of the mustache. In the one of Sidna Aisha radiallahu anha, she says, the Nabi said, trimming the mustache is one, and then leaving the beard to grow is two. Three, using the miswak, the, the miswak to clean the mouth and to clean the, 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 the teeth. Or what we would say, the, the um, this, this siwak that you use to be able to, in the place of the, 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 the toothbrush. And then she said, by putting water in the nose and pulling the water in the nose for, the, for, 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 for when you take wudu and you blow it out to clean the nose is one of the sunnah formats for people. Right? It's, it's, a, it's a natural thing, it's a norm. And then she mentions Naisha radiallahu She says the clipping of the nails And then she says The washing of the knuckles And the finger joints And then she says the plucking of the underarm The, uh, the underarm hairs And then she says Shaving the pubic hairs And then she says Using water to clean the private parts Meaning doing the istinja and then she says the, the, the one who relates the hadith she says, he says I think I've forgotten the tenth one I'm not so absolutely sure but it's very much rinsing the mouth what they call the mother mother where you take water into the mouth and, 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 and clean the mouth with, with the water right that are the ten things known to us as we said in the hadith but now Allow me to go to each and every one of them, if you don't mind, and let us see how does that affect us in our life today. First and foremost, circumcision is a fart, obligatory, a necessity, it must be done, with respect to men more so than women. The Prophet said to a man who embraced Islam, cut off the pubic hairs, and the underarm, the, un, uh, the un, uh, un, unwanted hairs. At the time when you enter this deen, 
or cut up the, the hairs of unbelief, he called it, and get yourself circumcised, says the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to this man. And it, it is known to us that it is the sunnah of Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. Abu Hurairah relates to us and said that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Nabi Ibrahim was circumcised after he had become eight years old. At the age of eight years, Nabi Ibrahim became circumcised. Alhamdulillah <laughs> 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 <la